Welcome to the podcast arm of the Redeemed Christian Church of God, Peculiar People's Parish, based in Regina, Canada. Our mandate is pursuing His purpose, pronouncing His power, and proclaiming His praise. You can subscribe to our podcast channel today, so you never miss an episode of our podcasts. Be blessed by this teaching. I first strong in my spirit, I will pray for our brethren, for people all over in Syria and uh, Turkey. The news coming from that place is devastating. As at yesterday, I know we have it in a, in a slide that we have about 17,000 people dead. No, it was, I read, I got that it's over 25,000 right now. If not even more, they're still counting. People who are just sitting down in their homes and having nice time. Earthquake struck, and the two countries were impacted. You can see some of the uh, gruesome pictures right there as the media just displayed to us. I asked the media team, and thank you very much for giving this. This is very powerful. So we see the devastation that had happened in a country. Somebody sitting down in the apartment. Somebody having a good time with their children, with their family. Somebody just minding their home business. All of a sudden became homeless. Some of them have passed to the world in eternity, never to return. I heard of it uh, yesterday, I think Pastor Jola was telling of a woman who gave birth to a baby, and the baby was found in the, in the rumbles, but the woman passed away. But the little baby born was saved inside the same rubbles. I was listening to the news on Friday and they said even the women that are outside, they sleep outside and, you know, and they and start having problems to even keep themselves hygiene. They cannot work with their hygiene. They can't. Things were just messed up. People don't have home to go to. Church, can we pray for our neighbor? Let's just pray that the Lord will comfort them. Let's pray that the comfort of the Lord will go to these ones in the name of Jesus. Let's pray that the Lord will have the Lord will visit them. That in the name of Jesus, at a time like this, God will give them strength to find, I mean, find strength in this terrible situation, in this terrible time. In the name of the Lord Jesus, help will come to them speedily. Hope will come to them speedily. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, help will come to them speedily. Hope will come to them speedily in the name of Jesus. Father, we ask, O God, that the people of Turkey and Syria be comforted. The wounded be healed. The departed, oh God, we pray you comfort their family. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Father, have mercy, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. We will uh, be glad as a church to send a token of donation to Syria and Turkey. I mean, whoever organization that is working for the relief of these people. And so, therefore, as a church, if you uh, want to be part of it, please just signal to the ushers as the service goes this morning, and you can drop your offering. This, whatever we give at this time, will be sent to this purpose for relief. People are asking for different kinds of things. When I was hearing them yesterday, I cannot be mentioned some of those things right here, like just essential things of life. They can't even get them. They can't even get them. Some are not even talking of food anymore. They are just talking of 
just keep themselves together. So please, if God puts in your heart, and I pray the Lord would, uh, even if it's $1, $2, whatever, $10, $100, $1 million, whatever God puts in your heart, whatever we raise right now on this platform will be sent as relief to this uh, country that, they, that this devastation had happened. Amen. Who is my neighbor? Just a um, few days ago, we heard of a bus crash into a daycare service in Quebec. Does anyone have that in the news? Okay. Okay. A woman said she was so lucky that she was about to drop her child about five minutes to that time of daycare when the incident happened. She has to drive back and say, now I'm reconsidering. I'm even afraid of daycares now. A bus driver, a city bus driver, who could not be called a terrorist or something, for whatever reason, just did not see a place to, to vent his anger or whatever. We have not even known the reason for this action. Drove into a daycare and killed some children. I want us to pray for the family that is of concern. Lord, please comfort them. You don't need to know them, brothers and sisters. It can be anybody. We keep our children in daycares here and there. It can be any one of us. Our children goes to school every now and then. Just pray that the Lord will please comfort these ones. The family that their children have been killed by this unholy act. Lord, we pray that you please have mercy. Comfort them, Lord. Comfort them, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Comfort them, Lord. And let's pray for the wounded. Some kids were wounded in that, in that, uh, in that incident. Some of them may have permanent disability for life because of somebody's stupid heart. Lord Jesus, have mercy upon this one. Let the balm in Gilead heal them of, their, of whatever wound injury they have incurred. In the name of the Lord Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Who is my neighbor? We are still on that subject. Who is my neighbor? Um, by, I think, in a few days' time, if it has not even passed, the war in Ukraine will be, over a, will be um, uh, about a year. What Russia thought they were going to do within a few months. Now, a year of killing people indiscriminately, destroying properties. You can see from the picture some of the apartment buildings, just like you and I, where we live. You're just sitting down watching TV with your family and a missile just flew through the window. And I heard of a man that was shot like that. It was missile just came through the window and just killed him in the presence of his children. They were watching him. Daddy was watching TV and missile flew through the window, killed their father in their presence. And yet, the barbaric killing has not stopped. Mr. Putin, the president of Russia, still continues to justify why he has to do this and he must do it to the end. Brethren, but I know that when we pray, things happen. We are not only going to pray for comfort, we are also going to pray that the Lord in his mercy will bring an end to the war in Ukraine. That this merciless killing will stop. Can we please raise our voice? 
that in the name of Jesus, comfort will come back to that, to that country. Peace of God be restored back to Ukraine in the name of Jesus Christ. These are our neighbors. These are people we live in the same planet Earth with. Let's pray that the peace of God will come back to Ukraine. People are agonizing. People are grieving. Ask the Lord that peace of God will come back to Ukraine. That this barbaric, this barbaric killing will stop in the name of the Lord Jesus. Ask the Lord this hour. Ask the Lord this moment in the name of the Lord Jesus. That the peace of God will restore back to Ukraine. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, have your way, Lord. Lord Jesus, have your way. Let the peace of God restore back to Ukraine in Jesus' name. Lord, we pray, let end come to this war. In the mighty name of Jesus, how heaven we do it, we, had, we don't know. But Father, we ask that end will come to this war in the name of Jesus. Thank you, precious Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. And what, lastly, we pray for one another in this church. We are all neighbors. We are families. Let's ask the Lord that the Lord will bless my brother, bless my sister. Bless this family. Whoever you have met this morning, remember their name in your prayers. Ask the Lord to bless them. Ask the Lord to visit them. Ask the Lord to do something great in their family that would bring testimony to the glory of God's name. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, we pray, O Lord, for ourselves that in the name of the Lord Jesus, you will bless your people. You bless your church. Father, every of our, of our brethren, Lord Jesus, that we have met today, Father, let the blessings of the Lord flow in their lives. Father, we pray that their testimony will be next in the name of Jesus. Thank you, precious God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Father, we thank you. Lord, for all area we have stretched our prayers this morning, we pray that heaven will sanction it in Jesus' name. And in no distant time, O oh God, it shall become testimonies. In Jesus' exalted name we pray. God bless you. Please have your seat. Amen. One of our duties as we come together as a church is to pray for one another. And to also know one another. Fellowship with one another. Who is my neighbor? I'll be reading from the book of Luke chapter 10 verse 25 to 37. But firstly, I'll start with 25 to 28. Luke chapter 10, verse 25 to 28. And behold, a certain lawyer stood up and tempted him, saying, Master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? He said unto him, What is written in the law? How readest thou? And in verse 27, And he answered, said, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all your heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy strength, and with all thy mind and thy neighbor as thyself. And he said unto him, Thou hast answered right, this do, and thou shalt live. It just I mean, jumped at me that there are actually things you can do to inherit eternal life. Eternal life is not just made for, you know, just a wishful thinking, just getting there or walking there. No, there are actually things you can do because the man asked Jesus and Jesus gave him answer. And when he answered the, the Lord Jesus upon things to do to gain eternal life, Jesus said, you have said it well. Do, I, do it and you will live. So it occurred to me that not just 
trying to be religious or trying to, you know, to keep rules and regulations, we give us internal life. But that love, love, the key word there is love, will actually make us inherit internal life. Love. So what kind of love? One, love your God, thy God, with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind. In our Bible study on Wednesday, we talked about spirit, soul, and body. And we're able to, you know, differentiate the mind from the heart, from the soul, and so on and so forth. The scripture is saying that the love of God must ravish, must take over our entire life. Because whatever controls your soul controls your life. Whatever controls our soul controls our life. Your soul is your mind with your, I mean, that's your intellect, your will, which is personal to each person, is given to you as human being. And your emotions, your feelings, put together, integrated together is what makes a soul. And the Bible says these three things must be subjected to God, must be surrendered to God in love. Not in uh, enslavement, not in uh, uh, um, taxmaster to slave mentality. No, in love. So whatever I do with God or for God should be done outside, I mean out of love, should be born by love. You know, sometimes we can give offering and we're like, I'm giving offering because if I don't give it now, they say I will be cursed. I don't know how many of us have seen the video of a man begging for his offering back in church. Said if you have to pay him back. I'm tired. I want to go to here. I don't want to go to that. You can give me my offering. <laughs> Some people lack understanding. Some people, understanding is, is lacking in many people's life. If someone knows that that offering speaks, you will treat it differently. If you know that that offering is not, is not supporting a church or helping a church, it is your act of worship unto God. It is not the amount that you give to the Lord, but from the heart which, which you are given. Abel gave. Cain gave. From what they have. One was accepted, one was rejected. And of course, I've told us here that why Abel's offering was accepted was not because of blood. Well, but the Bible says the first of his produce. The first. He put God first and God honors him back. And Abel just brought something. I'm quoting from Genesis chapter 5 now. I think verse 4 downward. If you can display that. Abel brought something. Cain brought something. But one chose to bring the best out, the first out of the best. And God respected that. So, if you give our time, our treasure, our talents unto God, with the mindset of understanding, that is an understanding from love perspective. That's what we are talking about today. We all have talent. We have treasure. We have, uh, um, um, you know, what uh, that, that the Lord has endowed us with. And all of these things God wants us to give unto him. In love. In love. And so it's, so it's your heart, your, your soul, your mind... And he talked about your strength. Your strength, your energy. It takes strength to know God. It takes strength. 
to stay awake and pray all night is not an easy thing. It takes strength. To stay awake and study the Bible and study the scripture, it takes strength. To even prioritize God as the first in one's life takes energy. It has to be deliberately done. So Jesus was telling this, I mean, this guy was relayed to Christ Jesus, the law himself and grace put together, combined, that he was telling him what Jesus knew. And Jesus said, yes, that's how it's written in your law. You have well said it. And the second thing is love your neighbor as yourself. So the two greatest commandments according to Jesus Christ is love comes first. Everybody say love comes first. Love comes first. That's what Jesus says here. And um, the Lord, the love for the Lord your God which seems easy which everybody would enjoy. Why? We, because we love, we can love God for what God has been to us, who God has been to us. He's, a, he's an Alpha and Omega. He's this, is that. He has blessed us. He has done so many things. You can love God for that. You can even love God for the fear of it. If I don't love this God now, I don't want to die. So it's, it's easy for us as human beings. We surrender to God quickly. We say, Abba, God, He's the Almighty. He has every heaven and heart. Make no come keep me alone. You just say, I will love Him by force. It's kind of easier for us. We even sing about it. We write poems about it. We raise our hands and we claim it in church. But love your neighbor. That is a difficult thing to do. I've never seen anyone who, who, who has composed songs to say we want to love his neighbor. Or, or put it as a worship. We can easily do that for God, but for human beings, it's difficult. Why? Because, you know, we love God because of what he did, because of what he is. But when it comes to loving neighbor, neighbors, some people are unlovable. Some people are just difficult. <laughs> we are trying to love them. They are trying to hate you. Yeah. What did the Bible say if you do to that person? Pray for them. Love them anyways. And it says when you are doing that, you are heaping what coal of fire on them. It is not ours to take, to take revenge. It is not ours to say, well, I'm going to do this. God says love them anyways. And some people say some label and un unlovable. What about the annoying spouse? It's just pissing me up all the time. That's your spouse. What about a friend that you know that you don't want to have anything to do with? You want to keep him or her at arm's length. God says, love your neighbor. Loving human beings can be difficult, yet Christ shows us through the good Samaritan story that we're going to look at if the Lord permits us, you know, and the time permits us, that the full expression of God's love is, is the one is in the one we show to human. The full expression of God's love is the love that we actually show to human beings. Romans chapter 13 verse 8. The Bible says, Owe no one anything except to love each other. For the one who loves another has fulfilled what? The law. Owe no one anything but love. So in other words, keep loving people. Your spouse your neighbor, your people around you, your friends, your enemies, those even who claim to be enemies, God still wants us to love them anyways. Galatians chapter 5, 14, for the old law is fulfilled in one word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Lo that is the fulfillment of the law. Love. John chapter 13, 35, by this shall all men know that ye are my disciple. If you have love, one to another. 
We select who we want to love these days. We are even afraid of vulnerable, I mean, to be vulnerable before people. And so we are careful with the way we relate. You see someone on the street, you're like, I don't know them. They don't know me. Let everybody walk their way, especially in this environment where there is no landlord association, <laughs> where we can meet and have time together. But love is intentional. To love is intentional. We got to make up our mind to knock on doors. Hello, I live here. What is your name? We got to be intentional about it. Say so this is Canada. <laughs> this is Canada does not mean that we cannot share love with one another. No. The next door neighbor, they don't even, you know, some people, <laughs> a family live together on this, this, the next door, the same next door. And uh, they only knew this at their workplace when they were writing the address. Uh, uh, apartment 51, whatever. And they say, I live in the same, I live in 512, you live 511. <laughs> Is that bad? <laughs> Next door neighbor, they have never seen each other or known themselves. Now, God wants us to love. If I love now. I don't, I don't know what will come back to me. What will happen if I show love to this person? And of course, let me put a disclaimer. Some people have bastardized the word love. So if I go to a lady now and I say, I love you, ma. <laughs> Something else is, Pastor, are you okay? <laughs> because they don't understand. You know, so we bastardize the word love. The love we are referring to here, I'm not talking of um, filial love or erotic love. I'm talking of agape love of God. So please get what I'm saying right. So if anybody tells you outside that he loves you, he's the love of Christ. <laughs> in those days in my scripture, you know, they say, I love you with the love of uh, Christ. Hey, finish it, okay? So that I know which one you're talking about. Because some we want to declare manifesto and say, Pastor said we should love. Please, that's not what I'm saying here this morning. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> so this man came back and said, then, who is my neighbor? Ask a question to the Lord Jesus. And he said unto him in verse 28, Thou hast answered well, this do, and thou shalt live. But he, willing to justify himself, said unto Jesus, And who is my neighbor? And Jesus answering and said, Now let's read together quickly. A certain man, okay, before I go into that, I'd like us to have these case studies you know, displayed. Case study number one. Media team, are we together? Case study number one. Let's look at it together. Then I will quickly read. Oh my goodness, the time is running out on me. All right, let's look at case study number one. Do we have it on? All right, thank you. So you have your tithe in your hand on your way to the church service, but you run into an accident scene that the victim needs immediate and urgent fund to save their lives. Would you use the money you plan to give as tithe at the church? The only money you at your disposal at that moment, would you use it or not? I need a response. No, I don't want chorus answer. <laughs> who is going to use it? Or who is going to who is going to make sure he gives it in church? Please let's get microphone. Let me hear from my sister. And you tell me why you were gonna immediately to um save this person because I believe that if I'm helping my neighbor I'm as well obeying God's instructions. So naturally, I will help. Thank you, 
and your tithe is your worship. I just mentioned it. You will give your worship and you will just go. She said yes. Sorry, who has a different opinion? You have a different opinion. Okay, start up and say I have a different opinion. Thank you. Hallelujah. Ah, we we'll come up with another tight. Yeah, okay. So, 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 that's good, sister. What if God has instructed you? That is the first one. You know, Isha would work as this morning. God told me, take out the very first one. And, and then, after I've taken that out, the others have been, I've asked something to do with the rest. The tide can always come out. <laughs> Hallelujah. All right. Let's put our hands together for them. Hallelujah. Amen. So, it lies in PPP. We don't have religious people. <laughs> okay. You know, some Christian will like, no, my tight is my tight. And I must use my tight for Jesus. And then the soul that is next to you would definitely die. I, I go better with what Sister Doka says. I'll, even if I don't have the money again to even take care of the tight next time, I am going to, there's room for you to pay it next with increase, with some interest, if you have to. But what I am saying, or what we are saying today, is that there is nothing that is as precious in God's sight than to help someone. There's nothing. Laws and regulation, and, uh, and I know sometimes religious mindset would we fight that. I will struggle with it. I will like, ah, God, God, ah, this God will cost me. God will not cost you. <laughs> we just need to make up our mind to say, yes, I'll give this money and then I'll go back to my resources and still pay my tithe. But the immediate one that needs an urgent help will take it, care of it. So who is my neighbor? Um, I have another case study I'm looking at which one to take now. Let's go to case study number three. Case study number three. You were on a very important trip to seal up a business deal which you have trusted God for and have prayed about for many years. Time was of essence and crucial to the contact agreement signing. But on your way along the isolated, an isolated path, you encountered an homeless fellow wandering in about minus 35 degrees Celsius on a harsh winter morning. He seems to be hungry and worn out. He waves at you for help to a different direction which you were going. If you go that route, you are going to be late and, miss, and may miss the appointment. You choose to drive off and ignore the request, praying God to send him a helper who is not in a hurry. What do we think? I don't want to put out on the spot, but how many people have been in this situation? Yes. Ah, God, you know, I can't, I can't miss that business deal. Ah, Lord, I can't miss that office. My boss is going to shout and scream at me. Ah, I don't even know this homeless person. If I do anything, nobody will even say thank you. So God will send you a and you drive off. 
What do we think? And uh, I go to the next one. So you made your appointment and you successfully signed up for the juicy contract. Glory to God. Few hours later, you returned through the same route and saw paramedics van by the roadside. You curiously inquired what was going on, only to be told that the homeless man collapsed and froze to death by the roadside. It was the same man you had ignored. What will you do? Can somebody tell us what do you think? How do you think the fellow will live for the rest of his life? Guilt. Got to feel so much guilt for the rest of your life. This narration that I just put together, even though um, they were narrations, speaks to exactly what happened between the man who was going on his way from Jericho to Jerusalem. And let's quickly read as we close. A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho. Luke chapter 10 verse 30. And fell among thieves which stripped him of his raiment and wounded him and departed, leaving him half dead. And by chance there came down a certain priest, priest that way. And when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. No, 32. And likewise, a Levite. A Levite who was supposed to be an assistant to the priest. People who are closest to the altar. When he was at a place, came and looked on him and passed by on the other side. But a certain Samaritan. People who they despise that they don't know God. They don't keep to the laws of Moses. The Bible says that was a Samaritan. As he journeyed, came where he was. And when he saw him, he had compassion on him. And he went to him and burned up his wounds, pouring in oil and wine, and sent him on his own beast, and brought him to an inn, and took care of him. And on the morrow, when he departed, he took, he, he took out two pence, and gave them to the host, and said unto him, Take care of him, and whatsoever thou spendest more, when I come again, I will repay thee. Which one of these three do you think it is the neighbor unto this man that was that fell among the thieves? Which one? And the, and the lawyer was testing Jesus answered, and he said, He that showed mercy on him. Then said Jesus unto him, Everybody can worry together, go and do thou likewise. That's the message. We hope you were blessed by that teaching. For further inquiries, please visit our website, www.rccgppp.org. You can also check us on Facebook and on YouTube at rccgpppsk, on Instagram and Twitter at rccgppp. If you are within the city of Regina, Canada, you can join us in person at 1771 Bond Street, S4N, 1X7 for a refreshing time in God's presence.